Hi, this is Kitty Sullivan, and this is my podcast for my political opinion class, COVID-19 edition. I got the idea for this podcast after reading an article titled The Party Faithful, Partisan Images, Candidate Religion, and the Electoral Impact of Party Identification by David Campbell, John Green, and Jeffrey Lehman. The data they provided was fascinating to me, however not surprising. It said that the more Christian you are, the more conservative or Republican you are as well. This was an article based on data from congressional voting behavior. I was certain that if I asked questions to a group for my podcast, that I would find the same data to be true. In the article, The Strengthening of Partisan Effect by Shanto Iyengar and Masha Krupinkin, they discuss that the Democrats are seen as the party of women, non-whites, professionals, and residents of urban areas. Republican voters are seen as older white men, evangelical Christians, and residents of rural areas. Why did they not mention any religion when describing Democrats? In determining my theory for this podcast, I wanted to interview friends and family who have diverse backgrounds and see if their religious affiliation will predict if they are a Republican or a Democrat. My prediction is that the more Christian they are, they will identify as Republican. I asked 20 questions to 12 people. Two of the participants did not want to be recorded, but answered the questions. Surprisingly, they were the youngest of the participants. I encouraged the participants to expand on their answers if they felt they needed to. Some were long-winded, which I attributed to being in quarantine for the COVID-19 pandemic. I advised that if they didn't want to answer any questions, that was their right and we could stop at any time, and that the only people who would hear their answers were my professor and myself. I had one person back out once they realized the types of questions, stating they were too personal and they did not want to have any repercussions with our friendship. I immediately stopped the interview. The questions to start were simple enough. I asked their age, race, and sexual identification. I then asked the highest level of education. From there, I went on to ask where they grew up and where they currently reside. Voting habits were then identified as well as who they were going to support in the upcoming presidential election. I asked how they would describe themselves politically. This was an open-ended question and it really didn't serve me well. I assumed that people would answer Republican, Democrat, or Independent when most said that they were moderate or some variation thereof. How do you define moderate? I asked which issues were important to them in selecting the next president. Again, I felt that when I gave them several examples, some participants just chose one. I didn't have the data to support if they are going to vote that way or just picked an answer that was given. The last of the questions pertain to religion. After jumping right in and asking which religion they identified as with the first few participants, I changed my approach. 
I could tell that some were taken aback, but out of politeness answered regardless. I then notified the participant that I was going to ask questions about religion at the start to at least make them aware that something would be forthcoming. This seemed more appropriate and not as much as a shock factor. I was concerned that I only had two people to interview at the start of this week. I put out a plea on social media and had several people offer to help. I'm going to play clips of some of the more exuberant interviews on this podcast. I have over six hours of recordings and have whittled it down to just four people. I would have loved to included more. However, the podcast would have been hours long. I truly enjoyed this project and I hope you, the listener, enjoy it as well. first person you're going to hear is a 42-year-old white female from West Memphis, Arkansas. Are you going to vote in the 2020 election? Oh, yes. And who will you support in the 2020 election? Anybody that is on the Democratic side ticket. We assume it's Biden at this point, but, you know, I mean, you know, he could get hit by a bus or something. Right. Or get the COVID. Exactly. He might get the Rona. <laughs> he might get the Rona. That's right. Uh, let's see. What issue is most important to you in this election? And just for example, I've heard everything from healthcare, immigration, COVID, uh, gun control, climate change, abortion. What's the what's driving you to the polls this year? Mm. I mean the I, I, as a general rule, the the left, the more liberal side of basically the social safety net, right, is in general what kind of what pushes me to that side. Basically, that it is the government's responsibility to kind of make sure everybody had not everybody has you know, not everybody has the same thing, but that we don't have people you know going to poor houses, and so we're not living like in a Charles Dickens novel. Right. So I would say, you know, social safety net, you know, healthcare is a big one. Availability of, you know, like social security not getting gutted. Right. Social safety net. Okay, that'll work. And what religion do you belong to or identify with? I don't have, I'm not religious. I'm not applicable not applicable exactly uh what came or which came first for you would it have been religion or party identity party identity okay have you ever been or registered with the opposite party so in this case it would be republican no have you ever been another religion? Yes. And what religion was that? I was Christian, briefly. The next person you're going to hear is a 49-year-old white male who resides in San Marcos, Texas.
issue is the most important to you in this election? So I've got several things here, such as um, Medicare for all, immigration reform, COVID-19 is now relevant. Um, is there something specifically that's driving you to the polls this November? Well, um, hmm. it's weird because, you know, we're in this time of everybody's uh, quarantined. Uh, but healthcare is a big issue in my family. I've got a child with cystic fibrosis and I myself have uh, Crohn's disease. And so um, access to good quality healthcare is really important. I'm not sure Medicare for all is going to be the answer that we're going to come to, but I think we have to start asking the questions for real and we're not. So that's, that's a big issue for me. Okay. And also just to add, I think the economic divide that we're seeing um, as a professor, I work with a lot of young people, uh, millennials and, and uh, Gen Zers. And the other thing I'm seeing in this country is uh, economic divide is incredible. Um, and so mm -hmm. we have to find somebody who can p turn that around help turn it around. Okay. And have you ever been with the opposite party? So you yes. say you're a left-leaning. I, vote, I, I voted for uh, George Bush twice. Um, so I've gone back and forth. I voted for Clinton twice. I voted for George Bush twice. I voted for Obama twice. And then, uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll vote, <laughs> vote against Donald Trump twice. I'm sure. <laughs> And what religion do you belong to or identify with? Um, you know, I grew up Baptist. Uh, I, I went to the Episcopal Church for a long time. Uh, I'm sort of just non-denominational Christian. Okay. Have you ever been with another religion? You said you were Baptist, but now you're non-denominational Christian. Have you ever identified with I another did, religion? Uh, I, you know, like I said, when I went to a boarding school, it was an Episcopal boarding school. And I really, uh, I did have really appreciated uh, the Episcopal Church. And so I'd say for, uh, um, you know, for a long time, maybe five or six years, I identified as a Episcopalian. When I came to Texas, we joined the Methodist Church and I was uh, on the okay. uh, board of trustees at my church. And uh, but lately we're going to a non-denominational church down the road said that you currently attend a non-denominational non church. Are there any issues that you strongly agree or disagree with, with the leader of your church? Um, you know, they, he can sometimes walk through the thin line uh, when he talks about uh, homosexuality. He doesn't generally cross it. Um, but so I don't guess I have any real disagreements with him. Just I understand his opinion. Uh, he's got a much bigger platform to say it than I do. And so, uh, you know, when, whenever he gives sermons that are, are related to sex or sexuality, I, I generally avoid. The next person you're going to hear is a 48-year-old white female who resides in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay, and how would you describe yourself politically? I am a liberal leaning um, independent, registered independent. Right. Okay. Have you voted in an election before? Oh, yes. And did you vote in the 2016 presidential election? Yes, I did. And who did you vote for? I voted for Hillary Clinton. And have you changed 
parties since the 2016 election? No. Are you going to vote in the 2020 presidential election? Yes, (laughs) ma'am. And who will you support in the 2020 presidential election? I will be voting for Joe Biden if he is the Democratic nominee. Okay. And if he's not the Democratic nominee, I will elaborate that whoever the Democratic nominee is, that's who I'll be voting for. What religion do you do you belong to or identify with? I am a practicing Catholic. Um, have you ever been with the opposite party to what you said you were? So you said you were liberal leaning independent. Have you ever been um, conservative? No, I've I've never been a conservative person, like a right leaning person. Um, I have voted for Republicans at various times. Okay, but but I've never identified as myself as as a conservative or or Republican. Okay, and have you ever been with another religion other than Catholic? No. No, I was not. I never practiced any anything else. I'm a social liberal, and I would love to be a fiscal conservative, but there's no political party that does that anymore. And you said that you attend church. Yes. Are there any issues that you strongly agree or disagree with the leader of your church? Yeah. Yes. Um, the Catholic Church in general and our church specifically, I agree with um, w- we're very active in the community. Um, you know, we're I think Christianity in, in general and, and, and religion in the broader sense. I mean, the goal really should be to um, to uh, help those that need help um, and and the the leader of the Catholic church, if we go all the way to the top, I mean, Pope Francis is one of the reasons that I was willing to go back to the church um, because of his strong stance on, on helping the poor. Um, right. That's, that's really to me, the fundamental, uh, you know, if we go all the way back to what Jesus tells us, that's that's his message is lift up those around you that need your help. Um, and so um, and so that was one of the big reasons that I I ended up going back to the church. I had, you know, as we were having kids, my husband was very set on if we were going to go to church, it had to be Catholic. And I tried to talk to him about making some other choices, go Episcopalian. I mean, it's Catholic, right? Right. It's all the same things, but without the hierarchy of the church, women have a better standing and those things. And he just wasn't interested in that. And then Pope Francis came along and, um, and hold on, hold on. I got it. I got to decline this call. Hold on. Um, Pope Francis came along and, um, and, uh, you know, his, his messaging I felt was really bringing the Catholic church itself back to where, you know, it had strayed from for, for centuries really. And I I didn't have a vision that it was going to suddenly change. There's a lot of pushback against that, but it made it a place where I felt comfortable 
bringing my kids to teach them what the church had to offer. Um, on the opposite side, I don't agree with their stance on um, gay marriage. I don't agree with their stance on abortion. Um, and those two social issues um, are, are huge reasons um, why, um, why my teenagers have a hard time embracing the church. Um, and one of my, one of my big things, one of the reasons when I was a teen that, that I just couldn't buy into, into religion in general is that as a, as a woman, I have no place there. Um, right. You know, if I can't, if I can't strive to commit myself and get all the way, you know, if there's no place for me there, in that I can't serve, it really just, you know, I was like, what am I even doing here? They don't, right. it, you know, even if I wanted to commit myself, they don't want me. Right. Um, well, you could be a nun. What's that? But then you wouldn't, I said you could be a nun. Right. Right. Yeah. I could yeah. be a nun and be abused by priests and be cloistered right. in a, <laughs> be, teach school kids and, and be cloistered in a, you know, in a convent. Sure. But, but yeah. not that's not the kind of impact that, you know, it's to say that this whole gender can't provide the way this other one does just really it was untenable for me. And it's one of my big disappointments in the current what has happened just in the past couple of months that Pope Francis came out and was basically like, you know what, let's let's let women stay in their own lane. And I was like, man, I'm so disappointed. It was my first big disappointment for, from him because he had yeah. done some reach out to the gay community specifically, that yeah. the LGBT community, he was very much, you know, we should be embracing people. Why would we turn them right. away um, when we need to embrace people? And, um, and I, I will never... Um, I'm sure that the church and I will never be able to reconcile ourselves on abortion. And, I'm, you know, what I tell my kids is that um, I'm anti-abortion. I don't believe in abortion as yeah. birth control. I think it's a horrible choice and I would never want to be in that choice. Um, but at the same time, it is not my place to tell another woman what she can and can't do with her body. So I'm right. I'm. And I'm not pro-life because I don't believe in, in that movement and what they're doing. But if we want to be anti-abortion, then we have to give people the tools to not get pregnant. And the right. pro-life movement doesn't do that. Pro-life movement isn't interested in preventing pregnancy or in taking care of those kids after they're born. They're only interested in not allowing abortion. and to me, that's that completely misses the point. So and, and the church and I will never reconcile on that. And I tell my kids that, you know, when they they get older, um, you know, they'll have to decide for themselves what they believe in, what they believe, you know, how they want to live their lives. And that, you know, in our household, I don't consider abortion an option because we have the right. education and the tools to not get pregnant in the first place and that's the way we would go you know that 
it's on them to talk to me, to know that I don't judge them, that, you know, if, if they want to become sexually active, then they come to me and let's figure it out. Let's make sure that they're safe. You know, let's talk about, um, STIs. Let's make sure that they, they have the knowledge to, to not ever find themselves in a position where they had to make that decision because that's something that doesn't go away. You make that decision, you now live with that. Well, and you raise it for 18, 25, 40 right. years, however long. Right. Or you, or you <laughs> live, or you live with going the other way. Right. Right. And so, you know, who, you know, and, you know, so, so let's not put ourselves into, into that situation. Right. So anyway, that's kind of a tangent, but that's. No, that's you know. great. I appreciate it. No, I it's very refreshing to hear that from someone in um that attends Catholic church. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that The last person you're going to hear from today is a 38-year-old white male who resides in Big Sandy, Texas. But when it comes down to it, yeah, I'm Republican. Have you voted in an election before? Everyone that I've been old enough to participate in. Did you vote in the 2016 presidential election? Yes. And who did you vote for? I voted for Trump. Have you changed parties since the 2016 election? I have not. Are you going to vote in the 2020 presidential election? Yes. And who will you support in that election? I'll vote for Trump. What issues are driving you to the polls for this election? Uh, Top of mind for me uh, is the economy. We are going to take a little, change it up a little bit and talk about your religion now. So what religion do you belong to or identify with? I, uh, I'm Christian. And what came first for you? Was it religion or party identity? I, uh, hey, I don't know because I didn't grow up in a house. You know, we weren't in church every Sunday. And, you know, I, I didn't really find my Christianity till I was probably 13, 14. Um, so, I mean, and that's about the time you start getting your own ideas. You know, you, you start associating with certain types of people. So I feel like it, it came together during the same time. But, you know, you don't really take it serious. I didn't really take uh, political conversation serious till I, I realized I was going to be able to vote. So I would say uh, my faith came slightly before uh, my political party. Okay. And have you ever been 
Now, these questions may be a little bit different than the ones that I sent you. I think I added to them yesterday while I was going through all this. Have you ever been with, you said you were a Republican. Have you ever been with the Democratic Party or voted Democrat? No, I've never voted Democrat. And have you ever been another religion? No. And when you said if I ever voted Democrat, you said I could embellish a little bit. Um, So when I go to vote, I only vote what I know. I don't like people who just show up and check our down. I don't I don't vote party lines. I vote what I educate myself with. And for me, you know, I don't uh, maybe I should, but I don't get involved in local stuff. I don't uh, I don't do my research on governors and senators, uh, judges, all 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 of that that's on the ticket, you know, but uh, I am involved and I, I try to be educated so that if I have a conversation around election years between presidents, I I'm not ignorant and, and uh, single minded in my approach to who I vote for. So I, I've always voted Republican, but I only vote, you know, for for what I know. And in the past, it's just been, you know, for the president, the presidential election. How do you get your information? How do you research a candidate and research the um, issues that are important to you? Do you use newspapers? Yeah, so I try not to. I, I think the mainstream media on both sides, from Fox News to CNN, uh, is they it's propaganda. And they 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 have they get paid to say what they say. And that's why you see people jump from from one um, media company to another. And still have a straight face in what they're talking about. So, uh, I mean, of course, I hear it, and if it intrigues me, I'll try to look up online. I'll talk to some of my friends that either are or are Republican or are Democrat. I think our differences make us stronger. So, you know, if I feel one way, I want to talk to somebody else who feels a different way. And uh, you know, why do they feel that way? What what made them believe what they heard versus me believing, you know, the way that I am? Right. Do you feel like you inherited your views on politics or religion from your family? I think it definitely has an impact. I mean, because you, you look across, I think, I think most families, well, from what I see, the most families that I'm associated with are the same. They believe the same. They both the same. So, yeah, I mean, of course, it, it influences you. I mean, we all look up to our parents, uh, you know, the, the leaders in our family. And so, of course, that sways who you become. Um, but I also have some diversity. You know, I, I have sisters who who uh, are not Trump supporters, to say the least. You know, some of my closest friends, you know, are uh, are Democrats. But yeah, I think when it comes down to it, uh, in one way or another, your 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 family, your upbringing uh, has a direct influence. Until I, until later in life. Like with you, for example, I know your story. So yeah. I, until something maybe, I don't know if I'm going to say traumatic, but something big in your life when you become an adult, uh, I think that's really the only thing that can, that can change that impact. Right. What I found after all of these interviews is that no matter the religion, 99% are not voting for Trump. That is not the outcome I expected. And to quote Albert Einstein, the measure of intelligence is the ability to change. Thanks for listening.